Blog Talk Radio. Like the macho man Randy Savage. I just gotta say it one time. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel so good to be in Southern California. Southern California. And I'm doing this show here in Cali with my main man, Mr. C. Better known as Chuck fans who are truly new fans. We always do the show, man, from like the coast to the south. I can't even say coast to coast because before I was in Texas, now I'm here in California, Los Angeles. California, here with my main man, Mr. C. I'm so excited, man, because fan Meek is in Cali. We're in Cali. I'm in Cali. What's going on, man? Not, not too much, Nick. You sound, uh, you, I'm trying to think of a big word. You sound exuberant. I don't know if that was the, I don't know if that was the correct usage of the word, but that's the word that came to my mind, exuberant. But it's good to have you in Southern California, Nick. You know, we, we welcomed you in open arms. Welcome to the Three W's, because you know Southern California is known for the three W's. That's women, that's weather, and the last one rhymes with me. Okay, 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 okay. Well, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. And for my California fans who love this show, because we got fans all over, um, I just want to let you guys know, Chuck and I, we got a very special project. We're going to be all over the L.A. area because we have a special show that we're going to start doing. But I can't just release that because it's just, I can't let out the bag right now, man. It's secret. It's, it's just like a little uh, a secret weapon, you know. We're just going to unleash it on the city of Los Angeles. Football fans, diehard football fans that love us here in California. Get ready. Always tune in every Wednesday to the Nikki and Pro Football Talk Show. And we will let you know what location we will be at here in Los Angeles doing our show. But with that being said, we know we got to get into the small news. Right now, mini camps are wrapping up. And this is just that downtime. And, you know, I'm always on my phone checking to see what my Giants and Raiders are doing. Uh, what's going on? Kim Chuck, we all know you're a Bengals fan. I'm sure you'll be tuning in a little bit because we know after minicamp is over, we've got about a whole month and a half to sit and wait until the NFL training camp starts. And after that, football season is here. Yeah, football season. Yep, football season is almost here because you know, because you know, uh, 
right now. What was that? Two days ago, mm-hmm. uh, the NBA Finals just ended. Uh, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland fans. You know, you one of our favorite fans. Uh, we always show you love, and sometimes we don't show you love. But it's out of love when we don't show you love. If that makes any sense. But uh, yeah, the NBA Finals. So right now, there's only baseball. And as we all know, baseball is born in hell. So we're looking forward to the football season in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're looking forward to that. But what these Ravens are looking forward to, man, is Jeremy Macklin on the field. Because uh, right now, they need a number one wide receiver badly. Because... uh, when you look at what they lost this past season, this offseason, Steve Smith, the great legendary wide receiver, decided to hang it up, and now he's on NFL Network doing his thing. Not bad. Not bad so far, Steve Smith. Keep it up. Still got a little more room to improve. But, hey, not bad on the microphone. But, um, you know, when I look at this Ravens receiver core, I was saying to myself, man, you know, get in Jeremy Macklin. How's that going to fit in? And I said, well, you got Wallace, the speedy Wallace. He actually went over 1,000 yards first time of years. Um, and then we got Brashad Perriman, uh, the former first-round pick who's been struggling. Actually, he's just been struggling to stay healthy. And then I look at Chris Moore, the speedy, you know, out of UC. You know, we're from Ohio. UC, big to University of Cincinnati. And then I look at other receivers, Chris Matthews. Uh, it's nobody really on there, that team on that receiver core that really scared me so with that being said I like this edition of Jeremy Macklin now do I think he's going to put up 90 catches over a thousand yards he remains to be seen but he might he has a good shot but the problem is this my main man Mr. C is going to break it down he has a quarterback by the name check down and we're a captain take down fans. Mr. C is going to explain it to you guys real quick but I got to get my version of that he looks once to the left Sometimes he might look to the middle. Sometimes he might look to the right. But then it's, oh, I got to throw it to my running back out the back of because that's what I love to do because I don't trust throwing the ball 20 yards down the field on the floor out of the hit your girl. So with that being said, Jeremy Macklin, you got to understand, man, you're dealing with captain check down. And that's why my main man, Mr. C, is going to break down the check down. Yeah, when it comes to captain check down, man, he's a, he's a two-trick pony, as I like to say is that he has the arm. Yes, he has that rocket cannon, bazooka arm. Uh, but he rarely have a conservative quarterback. Which ain't nothing wrong with being a conservative quarterback. But you can't – I always hear about how Joe Flacco is this elite quarterback. Yada, yes, he won a Super Bowl, but that was because of the outstanding defense. He was the beneficiary of the same thing got Trent for a Super Bowl ring. And ain't nobody up here saying Trent is no dog elite quarterback. So how is Joe Flacco going to be elite quarterback just because he won a Super Bowl with elite defense led by Ray Lewis and Ed Reed? And you know what? I hate on Joe Flacco a lot, but he did win a Super Bowl. Uh, he does have a good arm. Um, and I think the addition Jeremy Macklin is what they needed. I didn't like the move because, there, as everybody knows, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and the Ravens playing the AFC. They're one of our rivals. Uh, but it was an excellent move for the Ravens. Uh, Isaiah Newton continue to do what he does, and that's put together a talented roster 
So the Ravens will be something to contend with this year. Uh, that defense is going to continue to fall off, I think. And, you know, we might go into that a little bit later uh, on this show. If not, we will definitely cover it before the season starts. But it was an excellent move for Ravens. Jeremy Macklin, move for him. Uh, going back to the Eagles. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I didn't really see that going. So good move for all parties involved. And, you know, I, I look forward to them having an excellent season. Yeah, <clears throat> I look forward to that as well because I feel for Jeremy Macklin because a couple years ago when he came from the Philadelphia Eagles, he did have over 80 catches. I think it was like eight catches last year with Philly. So he, he how many, thought. How many did he have this year, this, last year? Uh, he only had 44, but you got to think, you're dealing with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith is kind of like a captain down as well. He's like his sidekick, his counterpart, you know. But here's the thing, man. Jeremy Macklin, I wish you the best because I'm a big fan of the game. But here's the thing, man. You're dealing with Captain Checkdown. And so don't get upset. Don't get angry if the ball doesn't come your way because you were the one to put your gut feeling on this. You have San Francisco 49ers were looking at you. You turned them down because you felt that the Ravens was the best all club for your play, for your style of play, which I understand. And you felt the Ravens was the best team to give you a, a best chance to succeed, which I kind of understand as well because you're playing the AFC North. But the one thing you got to understand, you're dealing with Captain Checkdown. And you did a Captain Checkdown first because we break t- Captain Checkdown so damn well. And so, Backlund, man, I just wish you all the love, man. Best of love. But Man, I don't, I don't, I don't see you have a big season this year in uh, Baltimore. I got a question. Go ahead, man. So, who is going to take away the double teams for Macklin? Is he going to get double team every game, or is there a number two or number three receiver to be able to take some heat away from? See, if you asked me this question three years ago, I'd be like, damn. I mean, we're going to have to team Macklin, but Macklin ain't really doing nothing. It's not his fault. It's just get the Baltimore offense. I don't have to double team because. Receivers don't really scare me. You know, if I'm playing, um, you know, depending on what my defensive scheme is, we're just going to stay in our base position until we see what Mac does the first few weeks of the season. I mean, it's going to probably take a little bit, maybe first couple weeks for him uh, to go to jail. But I could see Macklin, you know, having a um, couple big hundred, you know, receiving yard game. But I just don't see him balling out like that. Now, if he balls out like that, Chuck and I, you know, uh, I don't know if we're going to give – uh, check down an apology, but it would be surprising because in this offense, it's kind of hard for these receivers to put a big number. I know some fans can sit there and say, oh, man, he killed me. He's talking about, look at Steve Smith. Yeah, but we're talking about Steve Smith, man. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Macklin's not a Hall of Famer. He's on the same level with Steve Smith. And I know Macklin has had a few uh, boo-boos, you know, as far as the injury bug is concerned. But I just think, you know, you, you can't really hear those two. But I'm not talking about Macklin. Enough in the, about the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the Baltimore Ravens. So <clears throat> there was some other news that uh, might be taking place as far as a signing might be going down within the next 24 hours. That is wide receiver Eric Decker, who got off from those uh, New York Jets. And it's funny because the Jets general manager and the owner came out again uh, this week and said, oh, we're not tanking. We're actually setting ourselves up for the future far as getting rid of these older players and these big contracts. But, hey, I understand. You got to clean house. You got to set yourself up for the future. But with that being said, Eric Decker went to Tennessee, took a physical today with the Tennessee Titans, 
And he could become a Tennessee Titan by tomorrow or maybe next 48 hours. Will remains to be seen. But this will be a great fit for Eric Decker because when I look at that Titans receiving core, you got a rookie in Corey Davis who was taking number five overall, who I'm not going to, you know, come out and, and bash the youngster because I'm just not, you know, and I know some people are saying, but Nick, man, you, you know, I'm all kid product. I'm, I'm really, I'm just saying, you know, a, a, a central Michigan receiver um, going first round, you know, actually going in the top five when, you know, I was looking at Mike Williams from Clemson, but I just think that was a little too high for him. I mean, he might prove me wrong, but Wilson Corey Davis does this year. A solid rookie season last year of 40 catches, not bad. Um, I know they have Harry Douglas, the speedster, the slot guy, Rashad Matthews, he's the number two. So with that being said, if they sign Eric Decker, I got to ask you this, man. Looking at this receiving core and this depth, I guess Eric Decker will be the Titans' number one wide receiver. Yeah, it looks that way um, because Eric Decker, he's he's been a solid pro. But I just want to take a couple steps beneath because you know I always like to dig and rub when I'm right. So let's step back a little bit. When it just a few years ago, when Eric Decker was one of the most coveted free agents out there, so yeah, right. And instead of going to a team that can, a competing team um, that had aspirations to go to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl, he chose to go to the New York J-E-T-S. Yes, yes, yes. Is that correct? Yeah, because they suck, 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 suck. So now looking at it a few years later, and he then got dropped off by the JTS Jets, Jets, Jets. I would have to say that Eric chose poorly by choosing the New York Jets. Am, am I right? You so are. And I think at the time you and I both said, even told Eric, we message to Eric Decker via the airwaves, via the Nick and Chuck show. We said, you chose. Well, that, that's a bad decision. Who was the quarterbacks at that time? I believe it was Gino. Uh, I believe those might have been a, a rookie, uh, a rookie or something like that. And they only had Ryan Fitzpatrick on the roster. Yeah, I mean, you got Gino, Kank, Joe, and Chuck Smith. And then you got Ryan. Uh, Should have just. Well, I, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna do Ryan like that, man. Cause, you know, yeah, I don't, don't hate on Ryan because I like Ryan. <laughs> yeah, so you had those, but he chose poorly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely chose poorly. Uh, he got paid. So I guess that's what his main objective was. So he probably doesn't care either way. But I'm sure he's glad to be out of New York at this time because as we talked about as we come New York Jets is going backwards. It's going to be a painful season for the New York Jets. And, and fans, we say all the time, we love the New York. We say, we love all the fans. New York Jets fans, we have an enemy experience with them because a few years back. Wow, Nick, that's been about 12 years when Nick and I and all the Rudy Rude. Uh, went to the NFL draft, I think that was 2005, 2006, whatever year uh, Reggie Bush came out. And I remember my big guy, Jonathan Truth, uh, and standing outside waiting to get in the draft. We got well acquainted with those New York Jets fans, and we loved on the depth, some great, great guys to hang out with. So we got much love for the New York Jets. Uh, and fa- Well, we got much love for the New York Jets fans. This organization, they just pissing on y'all. Uh, and they're just going backwards. It'll be a tough year for y'all. But you know you you know what? You guys are resilient. You know, you're New Yorkers, New Jerseyans, you're whatever else 
trash the areas around there. So the Jets gonna be all right. The fans gonna be all right. But y'all gonna suck the Jets, the team. They gonna suck. Uh, but hang in there because uh, maybe y'all turn it on one of these days. But it won't be next year. Uh, but going back to Eric Decker and the Tennessee Titans. Good fit. It's a good fit from we like uh Marcus Mariota. Uh, you know, they've been playing well. He's definitely the number one receiver on that team. And that's going that's all right. Like normally I would say he would be the number two receiver on the team like that. Uh, fine with Eric Decker the number one receiver, especially with Marcus Mariota, because I think he do a lot of things with his legs. They had a great running game with Michael Murray, Derrick Henry, that line is solid. Uh, so it's a, it's a good move. It's a good move. And, and what I'm gonna say to the man is that I got to add to this is that Titans are sleeping team this year because when you have a two headed rushing attack with you know my boy Demarco Murray, then uh, uh boy out of uh, Alabama, you know the big bruiser Derrick Henry, and then you got an all pro tight end Delaney Walker, the old man still keeps moving those chains and still keeps producing at a high level. And then, like I said, the receiving core, you got a mixture of youth. And I mean, these Titans, man, you know, and I'm a Raiders fan. That first game, it's going to be a nail biter. I mean, We're we, we going to have to come to battle with them. We're going to have to be able to stop that from everything else. But like I said, like Chuck was saying, I agree with him. You know, this would be a great fit for Decker. Don't even think about going to San Francisco. Don't even think about taking other road trips, man. Telling you that you're in a good spot if you go ahead and sign up these Tennessee Titans. Now, let me just get back to the Jets because I just want to uh, talk to my fantasy football owners and players and stuff. But I'm fans, listen up. Fantasy football, I want you to keep your eye on for this Jets team because this is going to be a very future team. You're going to see a lot of players like K. Cannon. You know what I'm saying? He's like number four for fifth on the depth chart. He might move up to the number two receiver because I know right now it's, it's not really set in stone, but you got my boy uh, Quincy and you got my boy Rob Anderson who wasn't bad last year. So they like the number one and number two, but I love the big play speedster from Alabama, the wide receiver they took. Um, and I think it was the third or fourth round this past draft. Um, our Darius Stewart, big play um, capability. Um, but, you know, we're talking about Josh McCown. We're talking about the McCown boy but with a bad offensive line with, with Chuck's favorite player, Kevin Beecham, uh, uh, protecting his, his blind Boom. side. <laughs> what you say, Chuck, man? Bum. Straight bum. That's, that's, that's like in the Wall Street movie when the Wall Street guy walking down the street and that dude, that dude got his cup out. Get out of my way, bum. That's Kevin Beecham. Oh. oh man, you know, like I said, man, that's what we do on our show, man. Shots fired, you know. Man. Hey, fellas, players, man. If we say out in the street, man, it's no love, man. It's just all fun. It's what we do on our show, but we do Still keep, yeah, we do keep it real. Kevin Beach, man. Josh McCann probably gonna be sitting there saying, "Damn, I waited a little, little too late, man, to retire, man." Should this, should this, man, nothing wrong with that, man. I'm not gonna knock you, knock on, uh, knock you for getting your money. But hold on, hold on, hold on, Nick. So. You already given Josh McCown the default starting quarterback job. What about Christian Hackenberg? I mean, what about Christian Hackenberg? Christian Hackenberg's got to show up in training camp and do something. I mean, right now, you don't think he won't? 
I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing. You got the McCowboy for some reason. I thought the McCowboy was left for dead years ago, but his ass still keep popping up on teams and keep getting starting playing time, which is so absurd to me. And don't sit there and say, McCow got talent. Yeah, he do got talent, but hell, his ass has been out the league a long time ago. That's how I feel about McCow. People know you listening to me and check our early shows, and you listen to the truth about two sports fans with me and Rudy Rude. Everybody know how. Josh and Louis McCown. That's how I feel about. It. But no, I'm just saying now. If Hackenberg can't beat out Chris, I mean uh, Josh Cow, dude, I just gotta say, man, he, he's a bust. I mean, I, I just gotta go out and say it. Man. I mean, Chuck, man, I, I gotta ask you this real quick because I know we gotta move on. I gotta get on my little quick rant. But if McCown boy can't beat out Chris Hackenberg, what's that to say about Christian Hackenberg, man? If so, if Christian Hackenberg beats Josh McCown for the starting role, no. If he if he can't beat out Josh McCown, <laughs> um, that might say he his career might be a little short. He might, yeah, yeah, like Josh. But you know what? I ain't gonna hate Chris on Josh McCown. You you do enough of that. Uh, he's been in the league for a while. Um, he's serviceable. Uh. I think they had a better option. I think a better quarterback, obviously, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is definitely won more games and been a better starter in the league. But uh, Fitzpatrick wanted too much money. It's time for him to go. He held out last year, got paid, and then stunk up the season. It, it stuck up the season, so this was obviously done on him. Uh, and Josh McCown, I guess, was the best available quarterback out there. He's, you know, he's a veteran. So he has that over Christian Hackenberg, uh, but if he can't, if, if Christian Hackenberg can't be that down, man, he, he his career might not be looking too good. But you know what? Anything can happen. Anything can change. You know, he Christian Hackenberg definitely has the talent, uh, and it's just about getting the opportunity, which the the coaches should be should give him the opportunity. But we never know what Josh McCown was promised uh, with the Jets. So. We'll have to see Christian Hackenberg. I think he's definitely the most, even though Bryce was Bryce Petty, is still on the roster too. Uh, but Christian Hackenberg, I, I will put, in my opinion, he's the most talented quarterback on his team. But you need more than talent to play in this league, especially at the quarterback position. And like you see, we have to wait. We have to wait and see what happens in training camp, see what happens in the preseason games. Uh, but the bottom line is this team is going to suck. It's going to suck really bad. It's going to suck like a porn star, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Jets fans. We love you, but it's going to be a long season. And I said that before. I'm going to keep saying it. I know you did not just say it's going to suck like a porn star. I mean, what, what are you trying to get with that, man? Get, get that with that, man. I ain't trying to get nowhere with it. It just came off the top of my head. You know, I'm not promoting pro- promoting pornography or anything like that. It just came out the top of my head. And sometimes the connection to my brain and mouth <laughs> is sometimes it gets there's no uh what's it called? There's no some sometimes there's no filter. Uh but you know what, neat? That's why the fans love us, cause we unfiltered and we just continue to give them the hot fire. Oh man, I don't even know if I call that hot fire or I just call that what the hell was that, man? Because I'm just sitting here thinking like he sucked like a porn star. Does that mean the man couldn't get it up? Or he just, I don't know. Let's stop, man. Let's yeah, yeah, let's move on, Nick. 
Doug? <laughs> I said, let's move on, Nick. <laughs> oh, man. See what happens when I come out to Cali, man. And now I haven't been blazing anything. Nah, I just Chuck. I don't know Chuck ass, man. <laughs> I said you did three W's, Nick. The weather, the women, and the it rhymes with deed. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, man. Anyway. Listen off this show, man. We got a few minutes left, and I just want to get on a little rant here because, you know, I just seen something on the news a couple of days ago. You know, that definitely is NFL topic related. And I seen going across the screen uh, when I was watching TV, and it said uh, Atlanta Falcons defense tackle uh, Don Terry Poe uh, received a bonus for getting his weight under control, uh, meeting his weight goal. He's supposed to be playing at his playing weight. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself that, hold on, he he got a bonus. How much was his bonus? <laughs> the bonus was, I think you don't call me Ron. That was I seen it for like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, he, he got a six figure uh, bonus just for keeping his weight under control or wait, meet his playing playing weight. Wait, wait, explain this to me. Explain this to me again. He got a he got one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for reaching his playing weight or losing weight. Uh, I think it's a little mixture of both, but I think it's more of uh, he lost weight because I saw the same thing with Eddie Lacy. He didn't get quite as much, but he got a $55,000 bonus for dropping his weight and getting weight to where the ball club Seattle Seahawks want him to be playing heading this upcoming season. So, I mean, hearing this, he tells me, all I got to do, you know, I'm playing the sports, just get fat, you know, get my grub on, hit the buffet a few times, and come to camp out of shape. And, you know, the team will say, well, uh, we don't like where you at. And I say, well, how can you work? I mean, you know, I put on a lot. Well, let me go talk to the general. Let's put a bonus out there for him, man. If he get come in here and drops this amount of weight, we'll give him a $55,000 bonus, $100,000 bonus. And it just doesn't make no damn sense that these players are playing the game of football. Now, I understand, and obviously you do pick up a little bit of weight, but Chuck and I, we both play football. I mean, I never picked that much, you know, that you know that that much weight man out of trouble. But I'm just, it's killing, man. I mean, how in the hell? You get the damn bonus for, you know, being out of shape and finally getting your weight under control. You know what I'm saying? There's people that's working their butt off their job. I mean, factory job, office job, you just name it. I mean, putting in bonus time, overtime, you name it. And they get nothing, nothing, Nathan. We talking about barely a few couple extra dollars. But these athletes, man, these football players, you know, are actually getting bonuses of six Almost six figures just to get their weight under control. Man, that is straight bullshit. Oh, I can't get it. Yeah, that's uh, surprising me, man. But you know what, nigga? I, you know what? I, I, you said you would eat a lot of food and, and come in overweight. I just show up and get on the scale with rocks in my pocket. <laughs> rocks in my pocket. They say, hey, you got to lose, Chuck, and we, we'll cut you this check. I'd be like, all right, I'll be back in two weeks. Go on a cruise or something like that. <laughs> Go on a cruise, something like that. Come back, dude. Take the rocks out of my pocket. Cash that check too quick. You know what? Congratulations, not Terry Cole. I mean, because they believe in him uh, a lot. I mean, but you know what? Maybe, maybe motivating him. You know, some people are motivated by different things. You know, like Ray Lewis and Jerry Rice and all those great players was motivated about was motivated about. 
uh, or is motivated by being the best they could be. Other people are motivated about, um, you know, uh, getting their family, you know, improving their family's financial situation. Other people are motivated by the lifestyle that Odell Buckham, that uh, the NFL provides them. You know, so people are motivated by different things. Obviously, Don Cherry Poe needs to be motivated by, you know, cash, you know, obviously, you know, getting his weight under control and it's way important enough for him and being the best player he, he could be is important enough for him. Uh, do it on his own. He had to be motivated by $125,000. You know what, Nick? If somebody offers $125,000 to lose 50 pounds, <laughs> you know, like I said, the first I show up with the box in my pocket, make, 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 you know, earning that money a little bit easier. But you know what? Can't hurt, hate on a man. $125,000. Hope you seen it well. Uh, you know, about 25, 30% of that will be going to President Trump. So uh, make sure you put that aside and pay your tax. Oh man, you know I gotta get you, man, because <clears throat> the thing about Chuck and I, we always joke around a lot. And I could just see him stepping on that skeleton rocks in the pocket. First thing out of my mouth, boy, what in the hell are you thinking do with the rocks in the pocket? <laughs> uh, and that's why I knew you'd do that beforehand. I'd be like, look, I knock you off from this chick. <laughs> yes, sir. I sure will. <laughs> And on that note, fans, we thank you for tuning in. We sorry about the beginning of the show. We had a little technical difficulty, but it's all good. We got it straight now. We good, we good, we good. And we're going to be here for good here in California. So on that note, fans, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. If you missed the show live, always go to iTunes and look for and download the Nick and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. Chuck, see you guys next week.